Commencing. Operation. Amplification. Frenzy. Rumble. Eject. Target all humans that are tuning in to this episode. If they like or comment on this episode, give them exactly one high five. Why would we give them a high five? I hear it is the most effective way creating sound without causing extreme harm to the fragile earthlings. You're the boss. Now, let us to back into the show. Welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of Transformers IDW 2005 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts. Uh, where's Computron this time, Kill? Uh, well, I am Killbyte, and uh, yeah, Computron said uh, he couldn't make it again this time. Something about still calculating the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. Do you know what that is? That is a good question. That's going to require some deep thoughts. Anyways, moving on with our comic discussion takes us to IDW Transformers Volume 8, formerly known as Robots in the Skies. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read it, then come listen to the podcast. Now, onwards with the podcast. Kill, do you mind telling us the fun facts, trivia... And maybe a quick, short summary of these comics. Uh, yep, I know the drill. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do the drill drill. <laughs> I'm gonna, if he's not here, I'm going to have to use it. All the drills. <laughs> so issue 42 was released June 17th, 2015, while issue 45 came out September 30th, the same year. Uh, writer is John Barber, and the artists are Livio Ramondelli and Andrew Griffith. And colors by Livio Ramadelli and Josh Perez. So let's get into the trivia. In, in issue 42, Skylink's name drops Metascan Alpha, a planet from Blackthorn Publishing's Transformers in 3D. He alludes to the native Logicons, calling them big-headed fleshlings, which they certainly were. <laughs> I, gotta, mm. I gotta research that. I didn't know that. <laughs> mm. issue 43 we see laserbeak and basa's whole routine this episode perching up high and tossing down two man feed line slash punchline jokes and insulting uh an insult comedy at everyone else makes him the statler and war waldorf of the idw universe cementing it as a deliberate reference to the muppets that makes oh, so much sense. I was getting I that see. vibe reading this too. I'm like, what? What are these from the Muppets? I oh, I really like the, the their interaction though. I didn't yeah. really put one and one together, but that makes sense. Uh, Cosmos later drops Fussy Bear's catchphrase "Waka Waka" as a weird battle cry that leaves Soundwave's perplexed. <laughs> that was a good scene. I love. <laughs> I love it. I like that one too. Uh, but it all makes sense now that I. I see the waka waka. Uh, in number 44, when this issue was originally plotted, Trax and Nittlenose were planned to be a couple rather than siblings. Why was it changed? 
Not even Andrew Griffin knows. Oh, okay. Interesting. I wonder if we can I, I, ask Computron if he knows. Would he know? Well, he is pondering the question of life, so he might know. Oh, probably. Uh, it's something yeah. that we'll all be in deep thought over. <laughs> Wait, I don't like how I phrased that. Never mind. <laughs> I'm so confused. But for issue 45, when Jetfire and Doc first show up in their new stealth de decos, Doc makes the noise flee. Probably the ref in reference to the briefly popular slang term meaning attractive or stylish. Really? I gotta research more human culture. I didn't know that. Uh, and we're gonna need bigger guns, Jazz laments upon seeing the combiners. Probably a riff on the famous bigger boat quote from Jaws. Oh, okay. I feel like I've, I've I heard that one before, but I wasn't sure. Seemed similar. And now for some summaries. Okay, so as always with these uh, comics that we've read recently, there's multiple stories going on, so there's gonna be multiple summaries. Uh, while RC meets with Galvatron on Earth, on Cybertron, Optimus Prime, and Prowl finally come to blows. Again? I, I found that scene very, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, while investigating the Decepticon's Jupiter commune, Cosmos goes up against Soundwave. That was a very fun interaction. Yeah, that's the waka waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> As RC visits Cybertron, bad blood between Trax and Needle Nose boils over. That, that I really like that backstory too. So there's pretty good stories in this one. Uh, and finally, the Autobots find themselves caught between a black rock in a hard place. And the oh, secret of the Onyx there. operating system is revealed. I <laughs> oh, see what you did there. I'm sorry, but my credit will have to go to the wiki, <laughs> as always. <laughs> uh, and in this week's episode, we're giving a shout-out to Clickbait. You may have heard them from our spin-off Transformers D&D series, Transformer Rollout, Rise of the World Killers, as they played Mantix. You may have heard them in our ad for the McAdams Old Oiled House. So thank you so, so much, Clickbait. You are awesome, and you can find them on Twitter at a rogue Trish. And thank yeah. you, thank you so much. Give them a follow. Yes, they're awesome. Are you ready, Kilo? I'm ready. If the pun wasn't enough, I think uh, I'm ready. Yes, no, the pun pun is good. You're in good company with puns, uh, <laughs> although it still doesn't feel right without Computron. So yeah, I like right, his reactions. Right off the back of Combiner Wars, we see Superion trying to rehabilitate Devastator, but that's not the best part of this volume. I would argue RC's new paint job and working as a double agent with the new Decepticon leader Galvatron. Thoughts, theories, ahoy. I love the paint job. I actually made a a custom RC based on this paint job before I read the comics because I had seen it before and I really like it. Uh, but uh, throughout the comic, we do see her like flip back and forth between the, the black and the pink and the white and the pink. So I think this is kind of like the, the stealth paint that yes. Jetfire made. So at first I was like, cool, new paint job. And then I saw her in pink and white. And I'm like, wait, what happened already? <laughs> but then I, I kind of figured out it was a stealth paint, which I really like. I like the, the style of it. And uh, hopefully she'll keep it for a while longer. And I also like that big sword. I don't know where, no. where she stores that, but I really like that. Let's not think about it. You know what I like about this RC? It feels like they're kind of blending RC and Nightbird into one character almost. Mm. You get that feeling? 
Because we, I can, I can see we that. don't see a Nightbird in this series, but we get enough of the ninja aspect of Nightbird through RC, and now she's even changing her look some of the time to reflect that. But that yeah. that could just me going off on a weird tangent. No, I can I can see it because even the like the design for this issue, like her head sculpt, kind of looks almost as Nightbird. Uh, yes, the faceplate's not there or anything like that, but you could like kind of see Nightbird if you were to kind of like edit it a little bit more, right? So yeah, I could see that. I can see that. So the interactions with Galvatron and RC, and I I really enjoy this because while Galvatron is sharing information with RC, because he knows that. He, they have better access to answers with the Autobots. And he points to Astrotrain, who is currently struggling with an Earth bug, and says, this is what I'm working with. The comedy, yep. on point. Poor Astrotrain. Poor Astrotrain. He's the one that can't see very well, right? He needed the binoculars during Dark, Cy- Dark Cybertron. Is that right? I, can, I, can I, think, I think it was him, right? Maybe. Anyway, we'll throw something up on the images <laughs> if that's correct or not. So, Prowl and Optimus still don't seem to be getting along, with Prowl admitting he was wrong, only because he ended up getting caught. What was your thoughts on that? <laughs> I found it pretty funny. Uh, but I do I do like the whole fight between them, because Optimus just wasn't holding back. He threw Prowl through a window on, like, the third or second or fourth floor of a building, yeah. and then jumped out, slammed punch Prowl, and they had a big discussion. Prowl even impaled Optimus with like a like a weird spear or a, kind of like a pull of some kind. And I'm like, this is going to get heated. Is one of them going to go offline? Yeah, something. And Optimus gets to a point where he is deciding if he should kill Prowl or not. And then because he knows Prowl is the master statistician, turns to ask Prowl what he should do. And Prowl is gone. Which makes Prowl's me think gone. that Prowl's vote may have been death. And he knew that, and that's probably why he ended up leaving. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I'm i like, that. that's a sneaky bot, too. Because <laughs> he's been, he's like banged up by Optimus. And like you could see it in the, like his horn is bent inward and everything like that. And I'm like, I don't think he could really move. And then suddenly disappeared and Optimus didn't even notice. I'm like, well, that's very sneaky. Yeah, and we find out he's with Rat Trap now. What an ending. What an ending indeed. I do like how Rattrap has a little throne out in yeah. the jungle, so <laughs> like he, he feels important somewhere at least. <laughs> feels like Rattrap is the new Starscream. Hmm. Mm. hmm. Trying to dethrone Starscream. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. We have two screamers <laughs> trying to outscream the other one. <laughs> yes. Killer, what are your thoughts on the weird a- Decepticon space station? orbiting jupiter that the humans are working on i want to say cosmos words not mine i think you know for human-made structures it looks decent uh i don't know what the true goal of the decepticons is like really is because you know soundwave has been saying that they're they want to mail like build a commune have decepticons come over and live in peace and everything like that but i'm not sure uh, if that's going to be really possible especially with some other things that are going to happen later on but uh you know it seemed like uh it had everything it seemed like it was the lost light but just in a station because they had a bar they had a cinema they had karaoke so what 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 (laughs) more could you ask for right (laughs) it seems like 
and it's hinted at this before, Gabatron's ideologies are not the same as Soundwave's. And I feel like that's going to clash here, either in this volume or the, in the next one that we see them in. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure, because Soundwave has been, I don't want to say using Galvatron, but they I feel like they're kind of like using each other in a way, because Soundwave's yeah. been doing his own thing in some point, or like in some sections, and then Galvatron has been doing his other stuff in his other area with like RC. So uh, I want to see what's going to happen once they the, the, the real truth gets revealed, right? Because right. uh, you have Soundwave trying to build something and Galvatron's just kind of like, yeah, we'll play along with this, but I do have my plans that I want to keep going. Yeah, you're and, you're just a tool that I can further my own plans. They're both kind of thinking the other one's the tool. Yeah, especially Port Skywarp that they've been using Port to Skywarp. teleport. And he's like, can, can I can I leave this room? Can I get go see something other than this room? And he's like, soon, Skywarp, soon. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Soon, TN. That sounds like a certain company. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, other things I want to point out is Fairborn has been trying to do some digging on Blackrock. And the oldest thing they can find on him is three years old other than that he doesn't exist. Thoughts, theories, give them to me right now. Go. Uh, I had a... Uh, I don't know if it's at this point in the in the commune or uh, later on when uh, he speaks with Spike. But I was getting a feeling that Blackrock wasn't really human. And I thought that he was probably like a pretender of some kind. Kind of like the, the one we see in the Michael Bay movie where it was like the... It had the, the, the human female form and tried to attack... Uh, oh, the pretender? Uh, yeah, the, the pretender in the movie. Yeah, that one. Uh, I thought that he might be kind of like a pretender like that instead of like the other pretenders we saw before. Like I guess they were they called themselves headmasters. But I got a feeling that he might not actually be human uh, based on like some dialogue that he even said. And like when, when Soundwave left, he's like, oh no, that's probably Astrotrain docking and bringing in fuel. And Astrotrain was like, yeah, what? What do you mean? And he's like, see, no problem. I'm like, you're too calm to not be a robot. So I, I feel like he's going to be in this, what what this universe might be like called a pretender based on like the Transformers toys where they could turn into human, like have human shelves or yeah, human shelves above their robot forms. Interesting theory. Interesting theory. It's interesting indeed. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm trying to wrap my, my mo- brain module around this. Yeah, I kind of gave a lot of, I kept rambling on, but oh no, you're good, Kilo. I, I'm, I'm not saying that he's like a huge transformer robot, right? He's not like the size of Soundwave or Brawl, but I right, feel like, right? Like, I feel like he's a robot that can blend in with humans, but uses huh. like Cybertronian technology, and because they've, they've been talking about how the, the uh, Enigma of Combination was like the the pick of civilization and they've built all of this because of that and brought them their intelligence and everything like that. And I feel like when that happened, I feel like a selected few either got infected with it or whatever and became kind of like immortal or robotic in some kind. And cause he said that his family has been guarding this for generations. So uh, I feel like he's been on earth for millions of years and, and kind of feels like he's 
uh, a robot of some kind that just can blend in. Interesting theories. Can't wait to find out the truth. Kilo, <laughs> what were your thoughts about the Soundwave and Cosmos interaction? Specifically, Cosmos was spying on the Jupiter space station, the, the weird one, and Soundwave catching him with his exceptional hearing and Cosmos's big mouth, the waka waka battle. Well, it's not really a battle. What's your thoughts? Uh, I really like it. It's kind of sweet. Uh, uh, the Walker Walker, I thought it was kind of like uh, him shooting, and that was the sound of the gun. I didn't really think it was him saying it, but thanks to the fun facts, I figured that out. Uh, but I do like how Soundwave is kind of actually trying, and he's like, you know, trying to reform the Decepticons, and he's saying that they just followed a leader that lost his ideology and everything like that, and he's welcoming Cosmos. So I think he yeah. might sympathize with what Cosmo was saying because uh, he was like, uh, Cosmo feels like nobody pays attention to him and he's always kind of like alone and he he's just not as important. And so I feel like since Soundwave could hear that, it's just kind of like treat, be sympathetic and we're like, hey, we're Cybertronians, the war's over. We just want to do what we actually wanted to do from the beginning. And I, I thought that was very sweet and I... I want to see if Cosmo actually takes Soundwave up on it and becomes a Decepticon. Yeah, that'd be interesting. So, I want to take a quick ad break. Is that, if you don't mind, what do you think? Uh, no, it's good for me. All right, we'll I see you in a bit. I can get some injects from um, while on the break. Hey, Compitron, you look tired. You doing okay? No, just running low on fuel. I really wish there was a small drink that can give me the boost I need to finish the day. There is, and you're in luck. It's called K-Juice, a new exciting Energon drink that will give you the boost that you need to finish the day strong. Here, have one. Thanks, Sonix. <sighs> that hit the spot. Just what I needed. Purchasing K-Juice, you agree to the following terms and conditions. K-Juice Corp is not responsible for any possible crimson contained inside What's in the box? or any mischievous gaming plans that may arise Onyx. after consumption. Other side effects may include Onyx. not moving faster than the brain module, spontaneous outbursts, random blackouts, what and other What in Primus's name did you give me? And welcome back. Moving along, we start to see a divide with the Decepticons back on Cybertron. Some of them don't quite agree with everything that's been going on, which, to be fair, hasn't been good for them in most cases. All cases, sorry. Take Needle the Nose, for example. Their Conjux Endurer was killed by the Autobots, who the Camions look up to and see Optimus as a messiah, space messiah. Thoughts on this development, Kilo? I, I didn't know Needle Nose' backstory, and I didn't know we were really going to cover it. But I do like that he's the, the brother of Trax, uh, which I wasn't expecting at all. And I didn't know that Horrible and Middle Nose were Conjux and Dura, so that makes his death more horrible? impactful. Sorry. <laughs> more <Too> horrible. <laughs> it's been a while now. I think we're, we're good. <laughs> but yeah, Bumblebee's the one that took out Horrible, and Needle Nose still feels remorse from that, especially when his brother is in the Autobots. And I do like the little introduction we get when they're like talking and they, they were they made some thing what's called chick chips and they were supposed to be like art it was going to change the cybertronian life <laughs> <laughs> the cybertronian life not necessarily like super impactful but i'm assuming they work kind of like uh how iphones and tablets and all that works back on earth 
So I feel like that was, was kind of like be like an entertainment kind of thing. And then they just disagreed and then they parted ways. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I'm assuming they haven't talked with each other in a while, which is sad. Yeah, it is sad. And their whole interaction in this comic is kind of a little depressing. Yes, for sure. I really enjoy the scene where Brawl is riling up the bar to get the other Decepticons hyped and tips over his table to get their attention. Then as soon as he is done, ask Needlenose to get more drinks because someone spilt theirs. Hmm, who did that, Brawl? (laughs) Also, mark another death for RC as she weirdly saves the Decepticons in the bar from being arrested for carrying illegal weapons. Yep. RC has some good points in this comic. She doesn't like secret police, saying something along the lines that their loyalty tends to not be belonging that to society. What are your thoughts on secret police, Kilo? Uh, after the whole prowl ordeal in the earlier volumes, I'm not surprised that she doesn't like it, and that kind of makes sense because, you know, they're a secret for a reason, right? If not, they would just be policemen. Uh, and or be out there protecting everybody as equals, as opposed to secret police, which is your yeah yeah for for the gain easily, of yeah <laughs> for the gain of whoever just leads corrupted. the secret yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Kilo, sorry, yeah. you're all these questions because Computron's not around. Looks like you might be right about something. Is that a bumblebee? I see. Thank Prim- Primus, he's alive, right? It is a bumblebee, but I don't think it's alive. I think it's the mysterious bond that Starscream's been talking to all this time. I feel like uh, subconsciously he's kind of found Bumblebee a way to influence him. And once Bumblebee perished, he kind of manifested and has been plugging Starscream all this time. Interesting. Wonder how that will turn out. We'll see. We'll see. So that Onyx interface also had nothing to do with this. The one BlackRock has infected Earth tech and some Cybertronian tech. Kilo, you have some theories about this, right? Any favorite scenes on what might be occurring and the Autobots investigating? Well, once we get to see Spike with Wiki again, it looks very different once again. He always looks different, yeah. Yeah, it keeps morphing. I didn't I don't I didn't know humans could transform, but He's more than uh. meets the eye. <laughs> He's a human uh. in disguise. <laughs> is he another pretender? But I do like, especially in this conversation, like BlackRock has been talking, kind of explaining what he's been doing all this time and kind of talking with Spike with since he's, I think he's the human that has more contact with the Cybertronians and trying to explain to him that he's been using some old ancient Cybertronian texts for his code. And the code kind of morphs and it fixes itself. Even if you try to incorporate like an error into the system, it kind of creates a new code and kind of fixes itself. And when I saw Jetfire messing with it, I'm like, I think BlackRock is going to gain access to their consoles and all their information, which is not a good idea. Yeah. And what does that end up happening? Well, the Autobots, you know, with RC try to make a plan and get some information on the code and they send Janus, Cup, Jetfire and Doc to Earth to find a mysterious signal where the code is being originated from 
and they get face to face with some combiners. But while zombie that's combiners. Happening, zombie combiners, yes, they're mm-hmm. they're uh, machination combiners. So they're like thrust and ramjet combiners, uh, which look pretty cool. But while that's happening on Earth, the Autobots that are in space get attacked because the combiners can transform into big spaceships and they follow Skylinks as he tried to save the the ones on Earth. And when they get to the close to the Ark so the Ark could fire on them, Blackrock activates their shields and all of the missiles impact the shields and uh, kind of like... Yeah, ricochet and kind of make a lot of damage or like do a lot of damage to the ship. And Skylinks, Skylinks. Skylinks crashes into it, getting damaged as well. So that's not good. Blackrock no. already has access to all of their technology. Yeah, and that's how the comic ends. This one's pretty short. It's only four issues. Is there any other things that you want to cover before we move to Rodstar rating? There's one thing at the end of this one is that Blackrock says he has no soul. He has no soul. He's a demon. Um, he's a demon. So, I don't know. It kind of feels more the theory of a robot. So, I don't know, uh, I don't know where that's going to be, but I'm interested. Uh, and I did want to point out, I don't know if you saw it too, but when Jetfire transformed with the stealth paint, it kind of almost looks like Shattered Glass Jetfire because it's like dark with purple. Oh, with the stealth paint? Yeah, with the stealth paint. It kind of looks like the oh, Shattered yeah. Glass stealth fire, jet fire. And I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. Oh, and I think Jazz loses another arm, so I think we got to up the counter. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> oh, I missed that in my notes for some reason. It's there. I just missed saying it. Did he yeah. lose one or two arms? Because I know at one point the combiner has both his arms in a grapple. It's uh, just I the think, one, though, right? I think it's one. Uh, he's using the other one to kind of hold him in place. Big oof. Poor guy. Poor Janice. We get two counters in one video. (laughs) So, Rod Star rating. I'll go ahead and go first. This one, coming off the bat, it feels like one of those filler episodes that has some important details in it. And there's, it's it's pretty slow other than that. But there's, the comedy is great. The art is good. I'm going to give this a solid four. That's exactly what I was going to give it to because it was... Come on, Gil, okay. be original. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> My four is joke. different than your four. Uh, okay, that's fair. I'll take that. I'll but take that. Uh, I do like all the, the the plot points that they brought in, the conversation, like Optimus and Prowl's disagreement. Uh, I like the scheming of RC, but kind of like making a little bit more sense now, and it's not all murder, murder. Uh, yes, she did murder a bot, but it was for the greater good. I do like the... Soundwave trying to convince Cosmo and Cosmo's inner struggle, uh, and then learning of Black Ro- uh, Blackrock uh, more. I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, and it will be it will be a good time. I think you'll you'll enjoy it. But listeners, what do you think of these comics? How many raw stars would you give it? Let us know by leaving a comment below. So again, we don't have any emails to read today. I think things have been a little slow. But if you'd like to get in contact with us. You can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is S-W-E-R-V-E-S-B-A-R podcast at gmail.com. I think I did it correctly on that one. Send us your questions. If we got anything wrong, if there's anything that you want like to add, we are here for it. So, Kilo, is there anything else you would like to say? Yes, I started streaming on the Earth platform called Twitch.tv. And you can find me at Twitch.tv slash Prime. I'm streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
because that's when the signal from Cybertron reaches Earth. And I play a variety of games recently. It's been Transformers Battlegrounds and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, but there's plenty of more options out there trying to learn the Earth culture through the games and get to interact with all of you. So I hope to see you all there. Yeah, it's a good time. Give him a follow. He's pretty funny when he plays a video game. <laughs> I try. So, are you ready for Transformers Windblade, The Last City, plus some Combiner Hunters? Ooh, more Combiners? Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good time. I, I, I enjoy the Is Combiner in this Hunters. One? We'll see. We'll have to see if he's figured out the meaning of life and everything in between. Um, hopefully, he's not in too much of a deep thought with it, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Is he going to fight Minasaur? If you've enjoyed this episode, <laughs> consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. If you want to help out the show even further, we also have a, started a Patreon. All the proceeds will go to supporting the show and keeping the lights on. Of course, we have some tiers that offers other forms of gratitude, such as 3D files, access to our Discord channel where you can chat with us live. And as always, we hope you are all staying safe out there. Thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar. If you are interested in more content, try checking out the spinoff D&D series, Transform Rollout. The first season, Rise of the World Killers, is completely out now. Let us tune in for a preview now. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a prisoner. Oh, right back where it's I'm a prisoner. Okay. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I thought Mantix was gonna say, "You know what? I hate you, DM." <laughs> I thought that's what you were gonna early say. For me to say something like that because the monstrosity still stands. So definitely not a good thing to say. Fair, fair. Uh, All threats must be removed before threatening precisely, the DM. Precisely. <laughs> okay, so fascinating. There's also a YouTube channel with bonus content with a link provided below. And if you are so inclined, you can support us on Patreon where you can get even more bonus content such as several 3D files and access to their Discord. Links will be provided below and transmission.